Warning, the Catholic Man Show contains high levels of manliness. It's simple, really. You either want to grow in virtue and holiness, or you want to be a sissy whiny baby. If you choose to move forward, grab your whiskey glass, because the Catholic Man Show is starting right now. I would like to dedicate this episode to the Kathy Spencer, the one and only Kathy and Jim. It's their wedding anniversary. Forty years. Some say she could. Some said. Some said there's no way she could handle they that. They said, "I'll bet they never make it." <laughs> but just look at them. But but look at them now. Look they're at still, them. They're still together. They're still together. Still going strong. Still going strong. Happy anniversary, you're Kathy and Jim. You're still the one I want. If you're in your car by yourself and that song comes on, do you jam it? Do you like you do? I know you probably. Do. Yeah, I, don't know. I do like, for sure. <laughs> no, what, what is that? What song is, is that? Like Shania Twain or yeah, something, something like that? Like, I don't know. But yeah, this 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 is show has gone off to a weird <laughs> if you, start. If you're by yourself, obviously you're gonna sing that song, right? <laughs> I guess. If there's but anybody I, in the car with you. But but cheers to Kathy and Jim. To Kathy on their on the on their anniversary of the their, 40th their anniversary of their wedding of their life together. Yes. To their children to their and to their children's children and to the children's children's children. May they all rejoice in heaven someday together. Cheers. Cheers. This evening we're drinking Willet. A rye whiskey, straight rye wow. whiskey. It's delicious. That's amazing, especially for how strong it is. It is very, very good. Uh, it's a rare release. It is a family estate bottled small batch rye whiskey aged in hand-selected white oak barrels for four years, hand-bottled at cask strength, uh, 53.7% ABV. Uh, it is from, like I said, the Willet Distillery. They are the distillery that also is... Buffalo Trace, yeah. Eagle Rare, Blanton's. They're real big. Yeah, but Willett, the Willett family had a long history of, uh, of of making whiskey. In fact, we had, what was it, um, Stag. We had Stag Jr. not too long ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Willett, the Willett family and, and the Stag family were one of the first ones to start making whiskey around here in America. If I was a whiskey maker mm-hmm. i would put rare release on every bottle just as a marketing ploy i don't know i would just do it just like all of ours but is- for being a proof of 107.4 proof yeah this it just goes down so nice yeah the nose has a banana bread smell to it banana bread it's very nice mm. see i don't i don't get the banana bread because in my house we put chocolate chips in the banana bread mm and which gives gives the banana bread. Jim's looking at me like I'm crazy. Jim, you don't put chocolate chips in your banana bread? Okay. The me... ending is a like cinnamon like uh you know the red hots? Yeah. Oh yeah. Candy. That's what it tastes like at the end. A nice long finish. 
Very strong. That's like good. super delicious. Yeah. Oh wow. Very very, very good. Uh, it is expensive. It's, it's an expensive bottle. Also, um, you know, it's ni- about ninety dollars. Okay. So it's a little bit up there. But it uh, it at least delivers. You it know, is nice. This is this is very also, this I, is fantastic. I also really dig the the crest. Like well played, yeah. will it? Like the I bottle like, the bottle looks really nice. The family crest looks really nice. I'm I like rye. It's not my preference. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I you gave me three choices and I, I picked this one today. Mm-hmm. Uh, but man, this is this is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I just gotta say. But Jim, when my wife and I got married, she made banana bread. And it didn't have chocolate chips in it. And I had to, I, like, this is the first time I think I ever wielded my, my authority as head of the household. <laughs> I pulled her aside in charity, but firmly. Okay, I want to emphasize how firm I was on this. And I said, Pamela, in this house, we put chocolate chips in our banana bread. Okay? And since that day, every single loaf, or whatever you call banana bread, loaf? Yeah. I think so. Maybe a bunt. I don't know. It's no, not of, a bunt. I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Whatever it is. It's a loaf. Okay, a loaf. Every single one has had chocolate chips in it. Didn't and it's been glorious. Backfired recently, like the second day of Exodus ninety. <laughs> she made a bunch of banana bread, or maybe it wasn't the second day, but it was like real, like right, right off the bat. And I looked at it and went, and "You're just like, oh. like ah, <laughs> why?" <laughs> Because you could eat banana bread, but if it's got chocolate chips in it, it's, uh, it's a different story. You know what I mean? I o- do. Otherwise, you could have it for breakfast. Like, you could have, you know, like, yeah. you know yeah, what? Yeah, I, yeah. I like to toast my banana bread. Put That's it in the, nice. Put it in the toaster. With a butter. Because it crisps. It's got a lot of, it's got, like, high sugar with right. all the banana or whatever. Yeah. It crisps nice, but it's still, like, real fall aparty. Then throw a little butter on the, it. Exactly. That's exactly what I do. Yeah fantastic uh we're, we're talking about anger tonight uh and uh, wrath yes i also just want to give you uh kudos where, where it's due oh because uh, i got angry with you the other day that you had not uh bought a baby bottle yet for Susanna. oh yes and um, i felt like it was just but it was just anger it was not sinful yeah. no it was not sinful. it wasn't wrath it was not wrath it was not sinful anger. Because we're going to talk about the difference between anger and wrath. That's right. But it was that was not the case. But you know what? Uh, you, you rectified the situa- situa- situation. Situation, yeah. So what, what, what did you get again? Ardbeg something? Some- it was an Ardbeg. It was a, uh, it's like a 20-year-old. I forget what it's called. Uh, it says it's the smokiest bottle that, the, that has ever come out of their distillery. Right, that just makes me excited. I know. I'm really excited. <laughs> okay. Also. It's got like something about moon or outer space or something. Elon Musk. Something like that. Yeah. I'll, I'll look it up because I, I took a picture of it. I'll look it up in the at the end of the segment. Dave, we also need to talk about uh, your camera on your phone or on your, at your house and what you captured. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> so... This guy comes up to the door. I, you know, I have a uh, security system, Simply Safe. Been very happy with it. Mm-hmm. Simply Safe is not a sponsor of the Catholic Man Show, but should be. But we, but I would be happy for them to be. Yes, uh, because I really like my Simply Safe. Um, you know, get an alert. Someone's at your front door, uh, and so I pull up the camera, and it's this dude holding like a like a package, a small. It's like a, it had a book. It was a, a 
package with a book. So it's not a box, but like a, an envelope. Um, and he's reading it, and he's got this confused look on his face, and he goes, the Catholic man show? Huh. <laughs> and then my wife came to the door, but... He's uh, like, we just got a listener. <laughs> it, was just, it was just so funny. He just was like, the Catholic man show? Huh. Uh, we just got a new listener. Right, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, also, if you're listening to this uh, this week, which is, uh, what, we, what what is today? Today is the 5th, March 5th. We're going to be in Phoenix. Yes. St. Philip Neri uh, Festival. And uh, so, there's still tickets available. So, if you go to catholiccomedy.com, you can get your tickets. Use Catholic Man Show as a promo code. I know I said this before, but great URL. CatholicComedy.com. Yeah. Like, that's great. We're bringing our recording equipment. We're going to do some uh, recordings out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll probably send some of them over to Patreon first. We also have some really good interviews. Uh, oh, I need to send interviews. those. I need to send those to you still. Yeah, so I think what we're going to do is we're going to send uh, put them on Patreon first. Okay. Uh, and so we had interviews with John Leonetti, great guy uh, from Iowa Catholic Radio. He's a speaker, author. It, I think John stud. needs to move to Tulsa. Yeah, he would fit. He fit in really well. Yeah, and he could still do Iowa Catholic Radio from sure. Tulsa. That'd be no problem, right? Uh, and then we also had uh, the president of Franciscan University, Father uh, Dave. Dave. Father Dave. I don't remember his last P- name. Pafalka, something like something, that. Yeah, um, it's a ballpark. Which was which was pretty awesome. And then we had an interview with Father Mary uh, Michael Fox from the Dominican Order in Nashville. And that was really fun. She's spunky. I liked her. She did. She was she was spunky. Mm-hmm. She was pretty funny. So anyway, we're gonna have those out, uh, and we'll get some uh, interviews coming uh, from the Saint Philip Neri conference, and then we're also going to Massachusetts in the end of this month. Yes. So that'll be that'll be awesome as well. I think we're gonna. I think Bear Wozniak's gonna be there, if I remember correctly. Nice. Um, I'm Father Chris. Oh, who's the Divine Mercy priest over there? The same order as Father Calloway, Alter, all, 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 or something. Father like Calloway, that? he was Alar. just here in, he was just here in Tulsa. Alar, Alar, yeah, Father Chris Alar, I think is going to be there. Okay, Father Calloway was just here in Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah, he was at the women's conference, right? Which is awesome. I yeah, heard, I heard it was really good. I want to give a shout out to the Diocese of Tulsa in Eastern Oklahoma. Okay, uh, we have, as of today, eighteen seminarians in our in our seventeen. We had got just got a new one. Father, yeah. this is what Father Brian was saying today. Yeah, I think it was. I think it's seventeen. Oh, okay. Anyway, you, seventeen, okay. seventeen, whatever. And for the number of Catholics that we have in our diocese, we are one of like the highest ratio in the country. Uh, I don't know if we're the highest, but we are like one of the absolute highest of number of seminarians in Tulsa uh, per, yeah, per, per capita. capita. Right. I mean, we have roughly sixty, sixty to sixty-five thousand Catholics in Eastern Oklahoma. Okay, that's not a lot. No. And we're pulling in, you know, 17, 18 seminarians uh, out of that. That's more than a lot of cities that have over a million right. Catholics. I mean, the not, whole the whole country of Ireland a few years ago only had one. Right, which is just devastating. Yeah. It just breaks my heart. Me too. Um but yeah, so that's a that's a testament to Father Michael Pratt, who's it the is. vocation director, who's also moving. To, to Rome. Yes, I know. Uh, he's going to be the vice uh, vice rector. Of, I'm I'm happy for him. Yeah, I know. You of, know of, of the North American College because he's doing such a great job. He's going to start doing it for 
North American College. Yeah, for like the greater church and stuff. Hey guys, David Niles here from the Catholic Man Show with Adam Minahan. And if you haven't heard, we wrote a book. With our wives, so you know it's good. That's right. And it's on the domestic church called Living Beyond Sunday, Making Your Home a Holy Place. And that's exactly what it's about. How to live the faith beyond just going to Mass on Sunday. How to experience and live your life at home so that we can grow towards holiness. That's right. And it's published by Ascension Press. So go to ascensionpress.com, search for Living Beyond Sunday, Making Your Home a Holy Place to get your copy or buy in bulk. Cheers to Jesus. Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I'm David Niles. Here with Adam Minahan and Jimbo Baggins on his 40th anniversary. I'm not sure how he swung that. Yeah, how did you get... How did you... Sure. How, are you how are you here? We didn't really ask that. Jim, Jim. must have accumulated some, a, some horde, a horde of chips over the last 40 years. And, and then, you know what? You cashed it in on the wrong thing, Jim. That was a weak thing to cash it in on to be here <laughs> Jim, this is you know this is why we hang out with Jim because yeah. he's just he's loyal. He's a mystery, and like he he does things that it's like I don't know how he does that. He's a good friend. Now, one thing I will tell you about about Kathy is that she can move substantially faster than Jim. Yes, uh, yeah. I saw her run the other day. Yeah, chasing a grandchild after mass. Yeah, down Re- the center aisle. Yeah. And I even told Jim, I was like, Jim, Kathy, she's still got it. Mm-hmm. I just saw her running. I mean, it's not that I didn't think she could do it, but, but she, she I, saw, it. I saw her doing it. She proved and it. And then I told him, she's definitely faster than you. And, and Jim said, oh, yeah, I'm just bare food. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he said to me. <laughs> and, it's like, and I said, you want to go camping? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm free this weekend. <laughs> Okay. No wonder he's never gone to the Catholic Man Day Camp Out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am this close to getting cows. I had a man. I think that the, I think that's going to be a lot. Uh, getting cows. Well, I I think you have a lot going on. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I just think like you know adding something else like that. The grass. Is, the grass is not quite like growing yet, but it's green. It's I, all green. I love how you're just you're. <laughs> Whether it's prudent or not, I don't know. I'm not the one making the judge. You know uh, what we're not doing this year is getting a dog. Well, that good. Like you should, you shouldn't do all the things no. at once. Yeah, we're not doing all the things. See how prudent of you. Yeah. How's the uh, woodshop working going? Oh, good. In fact, I meant to. Uh, I took some pictures. I was gonna see if we could get on the thing, but it's we're already going. And yeah, it's not happening. It's okay, uh, but it's going really well. Better than I expected. Nice. Um, you you know, sent us a picture the other day, and I was like, "Is that built-in cabinets?" Yeah, that's what I'm like, building. Yeah, but it's it's not for your kitchen. No, no, no I'm, I'm doing like... practice cabinets for my closet right now. Okay. So these are uh, floor to ceiling. Yeah. Eight foot, eight foot w- tall. Was there already some there that you took out? No. So what was here before? What was, there. what was here before was it's a. Uh, oh, let's see. It's about seventy-two inches wide, and it was just. Uh, hanging is there like a, a rod hanging for hanging clothes on top and bottom mm. so we have this big walk-in closet and it's just 
packed with places to hang clothes. So apparently, as the my neighbor tells me, there used to be a real estate lady who lived here, and she had a lot of clothes. Hmm. And so this closet, I'm sure, was a spectacle mm-hmm. when she lived there. Because mm-hmm. I, you know, I imagine like all of these clothes, and there's like a whole wall for like shoes and stuff. I'll bet it looked awesome. Mm-hmm. We don't have, we're not, we're not, we don't have that many clothes, right? So Pamela said I would like some cabinet space in here, and I said you got it. People keep telling me what are you going to put in here. It's like I don't know. Look, she just said she wanted cabinets. It's right. like, don't ask me what you put it. What's going in there? Yeah, I'm not the one who wanted cabinets. She's one. I'm just doing it. So these are my practice cabinets. Okay, and I'm building them with all the same materials in in the same way that I will be building the cabinets yes. in the kitchen. Okay, okay, okay. Um, and so, and it has been fruitful. I've already made. Like my first box made made some mistakes, not uh, significant mistakes, just things like when I was um, drilling the holes for where the shelves are going to be. Um, I just did that in a way that's like, oh, and the, the next two boxes I made, because um, it's three three eight foot boxes next to each other, all that fit perfectly into this space. It's like, oh, I, I'm not going to do it that way, um, and it just looks more professional with the other two. So you know, there's nice. just been things like that that. Um, have definitely, definitely been helpful, I'm, and I'm I'm really glad that I did this. Good. So, uh, the boxes now are installed. Okay. So now I need to put on the uh, face trim. Um, I need to go get some more oak because I originally was thinking I was just going to do one door, but it's a twenty three inch, twenty three and a half inch box. Dude, I you don't have to give me the play by play on it. And so I'm going to do two doors on each one. Okay. Okay. So I need to get more oak. I was just asking you how things were going. I didn't need the Sorry. dimensions. Well, it's of- like I've been, I'm pretty deep into it right now. Okay, <laughs> it's like, okay, man. I didn't. You know what? I, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have. I'm, I'm going to be more specific on uh, asking need, you the question. You definitely, that need was to on be me. More- that was on me. <laughs> <laughs> that was on me. But it's going well. Yeah, actually, Good. it's like when I got all the boxes installed, I was like, man, like they are, they are flush, baby. I'll tell you that. Good. Went, went fishing today with the boys. Catch uh, anything? Yeah, we caught caught some fish. Leo really wanted to fish, which was fun. You know, he's only what three, um, mm-hmm. but we were out there just hot dogs on a, on a hook, catching perch left and right. You know, and th- to him, it's, I, like I just want him catching things. I yeah, don't care oh about yeah, the size. I don't care. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. three year old didn't care. Right, and so that was a whole lot of fun. Here. A nine year old does. Nine year old cares. So Luke, yeah, so Luke is about to go into uh, a series of of bass fishing tournaments this spring um and so he's been practicing quite a bit you know he's trying to get me to hire him over 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 at the niles ranch (laughs) so it's he's like he said something like can i come over and help you on the ranch and i was like sure he's like and you could pay me (laughs) oh (laughs) i told him like well luke you're gonna have to work real hard for me to pay you he's like okay i'll do it and i was like what do you need money for and he said well, for gas. <laughs> I was like, for gas? You're nine years old. What, what do you mean? And he's like, well, I'm, I got I to gotta help pay the gas money for the bass fishing tournament that I'm in. Yeah. It's like, okay, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, so one of the things we, we, we told him was like, if you know, you're going to be in this bass fishing tournament. My cousin has a bass boat, a really nice bass boat. Yeah. He's a young guy. Like, but, and so I said, like, part of the thing that you have to contribute is, you know, gas money yeah. for, for Bo. Uh, my cousin and uh he's like okay 
and we've been saving, he's been saving and saving and saving. Um, how does he get money? Well, he gets money from like doing extra stuff. At, no, well, not from us. We don't, we don't, we don't give him money. I don't, that I know of, um, <laughs> that I'm aware of, <laughs> uh, but like, you know, he'll, he'll, uh, he gets his main source of income is serving mass at weddings and funerals. Oh, okay. Like he gets, he, he gets $20 every yeah, time. Yeah, 20 bucks. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, just the other week he, he had four masses. He did? Yeah. In well, one, in one week? Yeah. He's a homeschool kid. So he's like, he's right. On, he's he's on, available. He's a, sh- yeah, he's on a short right. list. And so. Yeah. And just like two miles away. Right. So he, you know, he made 80 bucks. I guess that, two, three miles away, but still. 80 bucks that week. And I was like, wow. Dang. Yeah. And he loves it because he serves mass and they're like, and then they ask me to go back there and eat with them. And so I get to eat. You know? Right. Yeah. So. And you know what, dad? At weddings, they have cake. Yeah. Funerals, not as much cake. Yeah. <laughs> I hope there's cake at my funeral. But he's, uh, you know, he's doing excess 90. So he's not eating sweets. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And I was going to mention, well, he's going to get a hundred bucks if he keeps, if he keeps it up, know, if he holds strong. Uh, and at this and point, at this point, I feel like he's too deep in to, 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 give, to give it up. up. Yeah, he, he has made up his mind. So the thing is, the caveat, so uh, Luke, who's nine, is doing XS90 with us, but he's, I, I had him pick only four things. Yeah. Because, you know. It was doable. It's, it's pr- yeah. yeah, prudent. And uh, and then on Sundays, he's able to relax all of, all, right. all of, all of the so disciplines. He can take a hot shower on Sundays. So he can take a hot shower on Sundays. Yeah. Um, but that's about it. I'm not sure if taking, it's like. I kind of think t- if you take a hot shower, I haven't actually done it, but it might like make you not want, you to know, do it. Yes, it, exactly. It's sort of like a long weekend. It's so hard to go back to work after right. a long weekend. It's Yeah. It, you know, what's funny is everybody talks about the cold showers with excess 90 and then you get to relax one of them. Nobody is relaxing. Nobody now. relaxes. Uh, the well, cold showers. I, I, not nobody that I know anyway. I mean, there's just, yeah. And so speaking of this at okay. the dinner table the other day, Bernadette decided she's doing Exodus 90. And so she wasn't going to have sweets this particular day. Exodus 30-something now. Right, yeah, whatever it is. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I'm going to do Exodus 12. Yeah. Maybe Exodus 7. <laughs> um, so she said, and I said, oh, are you going to take a cold shower tonight? And she goes, yeah. You know, and I thought she was just kidding. Mm-hmm. So I went up there with her, you know, and turned the water on cold. And I was like, there you go. Hop in. And she did it. She jumped in there and was like, <gasps> and like the thing about my daughter Bernadette is that she's a frail little thing. Okay. <laughs> like she's like 30 pounds soaking wet, but she kind of went like, <gasps> but like I could, I was so proud of her. She stayed in and like, <laughs> you know, washed, rinsed off and like got it done. It was like, man, Bernadette. All right. Way to go. I was really impressed. Nice. Yeah. Uh, did we mention also that, 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 you know, I have a new son. Dad, have we talked about this? Yeah. Okay, good. I couldn't remember. Well, we did. We mentioned it uh, when we were with Mike. Oh, yeah. With Gomer. Okay, yeah. So, yeah. John Dominic. He's here. John Dom. John Dom is his rap name. Um, but he is baptized. He is part of the body of Christ. Praise God. Praise God. I almost, Not sleeping. I almost is- said the A word. I didn't. Because it's Lent. Okay. It's a big deal around our house. Uh, yeah, yeah, good. Uh, yeah. I didn't know exactly what you were talking about at first. Now I do. <laughs> I was like, wow, I didn't know that was uh, something you should say. Yeah. Okay. The word, the A word, which must not be said. Right. Until Easter. Rhymes with schmelalula. 
Schmel. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> I'm not sure that it actually rhymes with Schmelalula. <laughs> but. What? Yeah, well, let's go with Schmelalula. <laughs> so we're going to talk about rap. We're going to talk about it. Okay, good. I'm excited. You're a little, <laughs> little angry. Yeah. Ah! We'll be right back. More than 60,000 men from around the world have journeyed through Exodus 90 together with their brothers. Priests, bishops, singled men, married men, Catholics, non-Catholics alike. One of the things we love receiving are emails from guys who signed up to do Exodus 90 through the Catholic Command Show and let us know how much freedom they've experienced once they go through the program. And it makes sense, right? Here's how it works. And these are the things that we talk about all the time on the Catholic Man Show, which is why we love promoting Exodus 90. They have three pillars. The, a pillar of prayer, a pillar of asceticism, and a, pra- a pillar of fraternity. And through those three pillars, they help men grow closer to Christ, to their spouse, to their children, and to their friends. Closer to that man that God has called them to be. So go check out Exodus 90. They have Exodus 90 Lent as well. It's Exodus90.com slash TCMS for the Catholic Mantra. TCMS. Thank you to Exodus90 for being a sponsor of the Catholic Mantra. Welcome back to the Catholic Mantra. Okay, so here's the deal. As, as you guys know, Exodus 90 is a sponsor of the Catholic Command Show. We are a big fan of Exodus 90. Exodus90.com slash TCMS. Uh, we've had Deacon Michael Halbrook on the show, if, who in is fact, the COO. If you guys wouldn't mind going to that website, go to Exodus90.com slash TCMS, and then just click on several things. S- spend about five minutes <laughs> just and to- just click on a lot of links, because that will actually that'll actually reflect really well for our show. Mm-hmm. Uh so anyway, so they ask us. <laughs> it's totally unethical, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they ask us. One one of the uh, high members of of Exodus Night sends us an email. It's like, hey, uh, this is right before Lent, and he says, hey, can you guys promote Lent? Uh, you know, Exodus Night Lent, LentForMen dot com, mm-hmm. uh, and make sure to. To promote it on the show. Which is actually a great program. I really liked what it was. Uh, right. Like, all sponsorship aside, you're walking through the Gospel of Mark. Right. And I think I think you can still join. Like, you yeah, can still, yeah, you you still, still sign up. So if you haven't... I mean, the beautiful thing about... If, uh, if, you have, uh, if you're not happy our, with what you're doing for Lent, go to lentformen.com slash TCMS. Right. Uh, and the beautiful thing about our show is that we only bring on sponsors that actually, we, we actually believe in. Right. So, anyway... So Which he, we can do, because it's not our job. Because it's not our if job. We, if we don't have any sponsors, like, we don't care. Right. We don't have... Yeah. It's not... A, it's not and he's getting off fine, the fine, back. Fine, fine. Don't be a sponsor. Right. Uh, so It's sort of like, fine, send me an email. I don't care. <laughs> so the, he asks us, and he gives us a script. And then Dave sends an email back a few days later. I was not aware it was going to happen. And he sends it, and he copies the, the XS90 guy on, on the email and, and all of us. He's like, hey. Let me know your thoughts. Let me know your thoughts. And he sends four, four different takes of the... What would you call them? Because they weren't just takes. They, they were, were like genres, maybe. Genres of script reading. 
uh, that Dave put together. We actually played a couple of them. If you listened a couple weeks ago, we, we played... Uh, the Too Cool for School, maybe? Too Cool, yeah. The, and then maybe the newscaster. I don't remember. Or and the dramatic one. The, just like the regular sappy one. Yeah. Um, and But one of them, <laughs> which made no sense at all, <laughs> was Dave, in his angry voice, reading the script the whole time. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Doing that. And it was obnoxious. It did not make sense. It was so funny, though. Because <laughs> I found like, this kind of like death metal background music to go like... I just happened to find these weird background musics. And it actually, I wasn't intending to do this. But then it's like, well, I have the background music. Might as well, like, do something to, you know, just like so that it fits. So he, he sends it back and he's in there screaming in this one. He does four different ones. That's one of them. Sends it back to this, to this guy at Exodus 9. He's like, hey, let me know your thoughts. Got hit. Here's four different, four different <laughs> options. Let me know what you think is, which, which one you like best. He didn't respond. <laughs> he said nothing. <laughs> he was like, "What are you doing?" Anyway, so we're gonna talk about wrath. Let, let's talk. Let's talk about anger. Okay. Talk, I mean, this is yeah. this is what we're okay. Talk yeah. About yeah. This okay. Yeah. So let's, um, let's get, Aquinas. Apparently, Aquinas. We just kind of discovered this recently. He talks about that there are certain daughters of a couple uh, couple years ago. Things. We talked about this. Uh, we discovered this. Oh, we did. Yeah, because uh, you did the eight daughters of lust. That wasn't a couple years ago, was it? Yeah, dude. Are you serious? Yeah. Are you serious with me? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, it feels like it was a few weeks ago. Right. Um, and so anyway, there are there are daughters. Uh, apparently, Jim has dated several of them <laughs> back in the day. Uh, <laughs> of, uh, of gluttony. <laughs> we did the eight, so eight daughters. Six, of, six, six of daughters gluttony. of gluttony. He goes, I've probably dated them all. <laughs> it's hilarious. So let's talk about anger. Not Kathy, though. Uh, no, she's not one of the... No. no. Um so there are six daughters of wrath. Now, you know why they call it daughters? I don't. Because so, they give birth to. Well, so yeah, so the cap, the their capital sins, capital meaning like the head, like capita, right. and so yeah, uh, capitas, capitas, and so yeah, so they give birth to others. So it's like it's the same idea of there's sub virtues, right? So mm-hmm. there's uh, cardinal virtues and there's sub virtues of cardinal vir- uh, of the cardinal virtues. Right. It's the same thing. The, going the other way with vices, right? Is that there are uh, head vices that if you uh, fall into those, they will le- they will yeah cause you to most likely develop these other other, other problems as well, right? Because virtue begets virtue, vice begets vice. Okay, so uh, now w- when you the, even the translation of the Summa I have uh, when you go to this, and I forgot to write down what article it is forty nine. Uh, are you serious? You yeah. just happen to know that. Yeah. Well, well done. The second part of the second part. That is impressive. I am impressed right now. Uh, it just says anger. It doesn't say wrath in my translation. Um, but I think it's important to actually distinguish, as St. Thomas does, he talks about what is just anger versus wrath. Um, because anger, he, he gives, he's quick to point out, that is a simple movement of the will, um, whereby one inflicts punishment, not through passion, but in virtue of judgment of the reason, judgment of reason. Um, so anger is something that's that you do out of like you know from your reasoning. Um, right, it's a it's a human thing. 
It's right? a natural thing. It's a natural thing that, that happens. Yeah, so when this is, a, uh, I should, let me clarify that. What I just read is when anger is practiced well, okay? Anger is a passion. What, what I just read here is what I said, not through passion. Anger is a passion. It's a natural emotion that everybody has, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. So anger is good in as much as it's a natural part of you, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that you're supposed to have and supposed to feel. Mm-hmm. What you do with it is what actually makes it good or bad um, from a moral standpoint, okay? Right. It can't be intrinsically evil because our Lord. we know that our Lord got angry in the temple. Correct, right. So, And our Lord did not sin, so... Right, I mean... Anger is sort of like silliness. Like sometimes you feel silly, sometimes you feel angry, sometimes you feel hungry. Okay, um, all of these things are just natural things that you will feel as you live. Um, and so it's not immoral to feel hungry. Mm-hmm. Now it might be immoral what you do with that hunger, right? Um, but it's not Im- it's not immoral to feel angry, right? So this is. The whole understanding of like making sure that your passions don't overrun y- your will, uh-huh. right? Correct. This, yeah. Like, um, in fact, St. Thomas even talks about how not uh, because some people have like strived to suppress their anger and to, they have like trained themselves to just not feel anger um, or they have given in to pa- passivity where they've become mm-hmm. so passive um, that. Uh, and, and like really out of maybe a lack of charity, they just don't get angry about things that they should. And he, he actually says that's a vice and it's a sin. Like it can, it can be a sin to not feel anger about something that you should. Um, right? And so you, because we have this, mm-hmm. God gave us anger for a reason. Mm-hmm. And I think this is especially an important conversation for men. Okay. And not that women don't get angry. Obviously they do. Um, but I think men have a, a greater responsibility, a greater duty to regulate that anger because when it is not regulated, the consequences are worse. A man, who, a man whose anger is not in check, um, obviously he's capable of a lot more harm than uh, you know, a woman. Okay. Uh, simply because of his greater strength. Okay, I right? see what you're saying. Um, however, we also need to, just to be balanced... Make sure that we are angry. Certain things should make us angry. Um, ab- like abortion should, the idea should make you angry. Injustices in general, right? Right, exactly. That, yeah, the, yeah, injustice upon the innocent or upon, you know, like, yeah, injustice in general, right, should make us angry, okay? Now we have to moderate our response to that anger. So um, we're going to be talking about some of these daughters, uh, but a few quotes from... I like this about from uh, Chrysostom. He says, Anger, when it has a cause, is not anger, but judgment. For anger, properly speaking, denotes a movement of passion. When a man is angry with reason, his anger is no longer from passion, but from judgment. Um, and then Aquinas says, If one is angry in accordance with right reason, one's anger is deserving of praise. I think that's, that sums it up pretty well. Yeah, it's kind of interesting to think about praising somebody who's been angry. Uh, but also, I think that anger m- manifests itself in different ways upon different people, right? And how you, even if it's just anger, 
how you actually carry yourself or uh, manifest that anger is either going to be prudent or imprudent, mm-hmm. right? Even if it's a, a just cause, even if you are uh, angry about an injustice to other people, how you portray that uh, and act upon that anger. So um, let me ask you this question. Okay. <clears throat> Let's say a, a person understands this and that their anger is in accord with right reason, but he fails to let it go at the proper time. Okay, so let's say, uh, you know, something happened to you, a coworker, mm-hmm. said, you know, was telling lies about you or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, or no, let's say he, a coworker is telling lies about somebody else, not about you, okay. about another coworker. And this, this makes you angry. And, right. and uh, your response is proper. You're, you're angry out of, because of, you know, of the right reason, not out of just like a passion. Um, However, and you act well. Let's just say you act prudently in this situation and say, mm-hmm. you shouldn't do that, you know, blah, 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 blah. But later on, you still cannot seem to... Let it go. Let it go, right? You've, like, made a decision to forgive this person, but you still feel mad about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think that's kind of something that I've experienced, mm-hmm. you know? Is that, is that sinful for you to still be, like, ugh, it's kind of, like, mad about it later on? Think about it. Okay. You are gonna get. You're gonna get some bonus time to think about that, man. Timely question. Okay. Yeah, I'll think about it. Uh, we'll think. For over 35 years, Select International Tours has been planning pilgrimages all across the world, and they've been doing that for a reason. Yeah, if you guys have listened to our show, then you know that we just got back from Ireland. Uh, We used Select International Tours to book our pilgrimage to Ireland. Everything went just great. It went exactly how we planned it. Right. right? In fact, one of the pilgrims uh, said that it was his the best pilgrimage he's ever been on. Right. I mean, so the thing is, they know what they're doing. If if you want to go on a nice pilgrimage uh, that's really you know oriented around experiencing the Catholic faith um, in some of the most historic, most important sites all over the world for the history of our faith, go to selectinternationaltours.com. They have pilgrimages going everywhere in the world all the time just because you know they, they do it so well, everybody wants to use them. That's right. And if you go to selectinternationaltours.com slash catholicmanshow, you'll be one of the first ones to know when we're planning our next pilgrimage, which spring or summer 2024. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Yeah. So go to selectinternationaltours.com slash catholicmanshow. We want to thank Select International Tours for being a sponsor of our show, The Catholic Man Show. Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. We're talking about anger. Jim wanted us to mention the store. Thecatholicmanshow.com slash store. We have stuff. Like we have chat. Have, we have cool stuff. Almost everything I wear is Catholic Man Show stuff. And uh, Glen Karen glasses. With mm-hmm. We have also great, some beer glasses. Great gift. If you're looking for a gift for your husband. If it's still hoodies. cool. We have hoodies. We have beanies. We have all sorts of stuff. All, all kinds of things. Go check it out. That you will love. Okay, so... Uh, and maybe maybe when it comes to your door, the, the delivery driver <laughs> will say, The Catholic, Catholic Man, Man Show? Huh. 
Right, okay, so, so, so this is you know like, this is something I think throw, people throw this get, question back. People at me. get hung up about. Okay, so something happened. You handled it well. Your response, you know, it made you angry, justly mm-hmm. so. Um, and like you made an in this intellectual decision, like all right, uh, I handled it. The guy was, he said he was sorry, and I forgive him. But it's still like, uh, just it's like making you, you mad that I can't believe he would do that. You know, like, ah, uh, um. And I think some people are going to be, you know, that's going to bother their conscience. That so, I, what what is this? How does this land on the, you know, like is it a sin to like still be, yeah, having I, these feelings? So, um, I think that, I think that anytime that you have thoughts that uh, make you lose your peace is not a is not a good thing. Yeah. Uh, anytime that you have thoughts that uh, make you think about other people in a uncharitable way mm-hmm. is, is is not a good thing. I would say that having something, an event like that, that you handled well and you did it the best you could, live rent f- free in your head is not a good thing. I would say that it, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it lands on the side, like all the way to like sinful. I guess it depends on how much you probably st- stew or, uh, or like let that uh, right. overcome you. Yeah. But I don't know what is what does Aquinas say? Does he? Is well, he, no. This is just a discussion. This is just like oh, a, a question that I, question. I came up with. So, and I was because I was thinking about this because I think this is a kind of a common thing, right? Where like something happens and it just keeps bothering you later, mm-hmm. right? Even after the situation has been handled. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it, part of my like thoughts on this are that it comes back to anger is an emotion that you're going to experience. Okay, and mm-hmm. um, if you are, it's like I have chosen to forgive this person, and I'm going to act that you know. Because um, we're going to be judged by our actions, we're not going to be judged by our feelings. Now, you know how much if it's like in your head. I think you do need to. Yeah, because that's you, thoughts. You, you, need, we, you need to. Yeah, like be honest. How much of this is? Are you feeding it? Is that why it's right, still there? Right. right. Are you yeah, feeding? Because you will be judged by your thoughts. Yes. <clears throat> right. Um, not by things that occur to you. You won't be judged on no, right. But, but acting the upon things. Thoughts. Yeah. Those those thoughts that you take and like willfully. You know, like anything you do with your will, that's right. really what you'll be you'll be judged on. Um, so, if if just this anger is like it's just kind of bothering you, but you are actively choosing and like trying to move on, then maybe it's just you know like maybe you need to go for a walk. You know, like change your scenery just to help m- move on. One thing I I, I love doing uh, is calling upon our blessed mother and ask her for the gift of the grace of forgetfulness, mm. uh, and she's wonderful at this uh she's the queen of peace she's uh you know uh, the seat of wisdom and so she will help you in like getting that thought out of your head if it's not a good great idea uh good thought i use i i use that prayer act all the time uh, because i'm i'm a guy who will stew over things yeah uh that happen and dissect it to the 10th degree you know and like well, why do you do this well i don't know maybe it's because i i, I upset him and then like well how could i have upset him and, and you know, the more I, you think about it like the worse it seems to be like right then what it like, really at first, is yeah i was mad but now that i think about it it was even worse than i realized at first and now it's a greater offense in my mind you know right. yeah and so uh, and it, that it's just not helpful it's not good to have that kind of stuff live rent free in your head yeah and so uh ask our blessed mother uh, who is the queen of peace to uh, for the grace of forgetfulness on certain topics, and so the she six comes, she comes through the six daughters of wrath. Yes, they are indignation, okay, swelling of the mind, man, clamor, blasphemy, contumely, which is a word contumely contumely, which basically means. just means 
saying mean things about somebody. And Quarles. Okay. I knew Quarles were gonna, was going to be on there. Yeah. So, okay. Aquinas. So what was the first one? The, uh, the first one was indignation. Indignation. So is that like uh, upset about the act itself? Like the act that... You're right. Yeah, you're indignant about somebody. So right. uh, Aquinas breaks down anger into three three parts. Okay. Thoughts, words, and deeds. That makes total sense. Yep. It's like, oh, wow, three parts. That sounds a lot. And yeah, it's, no, like, it's like, thoughts, words, and deeds. It's like, well, duh, of course. <laughs> I could have told you that. Right, yeah. It's like, all right. I thought it was going to be something <laughs> more complicated. Thoughts, but. words, deeds. So he says two vices, w- with regard to thought, two vices come from thoughts. Okay. Um, one, on the part of the person with whom a man is angry. So on um, the other person, like, hey, you did this to me, and I'm indignant at you over it. Okay? Mm-hmm. So that's indignation. And then one on the part of the man himself, insofar as he devises various means of vengeance and with such like thoughts fills his mind. That's the swelling of the mind. Okay, so swelling of the mind here is different from pride. Because uh, at first, he, this, he actually answers this as a, uh, he replies to this objection about, well, swelling the mind is not a daughter of lust because it's just synonymous with pride. He says, no, it's not taken as identical with pride for a certain, a certain effort or daring attempt to take vengeance, uh, that's that's swelling of the pride, uh, because uh, maybe I wrote this down. Swelling of the mind involves a certain effort or daring attempt to take vengeance, and daring is a vice opposed to fortitude. So, okay, so in, it's not the in, same as in, pride. Indignation, I think, is against like the act. Like, it's against the person, the other person. I thought that's what swelling of the mind was. No, swelling of the mind is where you're like trying to think of like all these ways where I'm going to get back at him, you know. So indignation is you're just like, ugh, like I thought, okay, sort of like hatred towards the this guy, you know. Oh. Like I thought you said, didn't you just say that it was about the act when it came when it comes to uh, indignation? You're indignant said, on the act. I said on the part of the person with whom a man is angry. Oh. So we're talking about thoughts right now. We haven't made it to deeds. Right. So, you know, just okay. like the thought, it just makes you indignant at that guy, you know, and all of a sudden you're like, you've lost okay. charity for him. I just him. thought for some reason it was more about the act. Like, I'm I'm upset with the act itself. It's an injustice. Well, the act, the act is what's causing all of this. There is something that has happened to you. It's caused displeasure. Right, but there's a different, there's a distinction to be made on, uh, I'm upset with the act. No, no, I'm no. I'm upset with the person. No, no, no. Right. You're upset with the person. That's okay. the indignation. I did not, okay. Correct. Good. So swelling of the mind is something that happens in inside you, like it's oriented. You're thinking now about like how am I to get this get this guy back? Okay, so vengeance, like right? Yeah, retribution. But it's more than vengeance because vengeance is over is a virtue. Mm-hmm. Um, so this and would, it's also mine. Right, exactly, says the Lord. Um, so those are the two that uh, that involve thought, indignation, and swelling of the mind. When it comes to words, there's also. Um, it's a twofold disorder arises from words of anger. Um, when a man manifests his anger in the form of disordered speech, as the man who says raka to his brother, like Jesus says in the Bible, um, that is clamor. So clamor is disorderly and confused speech. So if you're like saying angry words, you know, like when you let your anger rise to the point where it's controlling the things you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, I think 
everybody knows and has seen people say dumb things when they're mad, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. somebody will intervene like, hey, why don't we take a break, you know, cool down, and then we'll discuss this further, you know, um, just because this is one of the vices that happens when you okay, let angry so, yeah, words I, I mean, you can happen. see this happen all the time when people get angry, right, where the, the passion overcomes the will and you just, they, they start getting completely angry and they're saying just illogical things. Right. And you you realize like like you don't believe this. You're just so mad right now. You, you can't even think You can't even think clearly. Like, that's the dumbest thing. Like that that's not even logical. Right. Yeah. Right. It's you're just angry. And, you know? and sometimes you just say weird things because you're just angry. Right. Yeah, and that's like are embarrassing. So um then also the second one, so that's clamor. It's just disorderly thoughts. Right, thoughts and words. Um then when a man breaks out into injurious words, there's two, two. It says, if these be against God, it's blasphemy. So mm-hmm. that's uh, one of the daughters. And mm-hmm. But if it's against one's neighbor, it's contumely, which is a word I had never heard before, but basically it just means like saying bad things about them. Okay. I don't know why you couldn't have said that, but I guess you have to have a name for it, contumely. Okay. Uh, so that's, that's, that's one of them. And then deeds, uh, our disordered anger gives rise to quarrels. By which we are to understand all manner of injuries inflicted on one's neighbor. Um, so, I mean, I think that's you know, it's like yeah, you start fighting with each other, or you take act, you actually take action. Maybe you're not like fist fighting, but you take action in some way. Um, so this is like where you're the swelling of the mind is, I think, often directly linked here with deeds. Because if you're sitting here pondering. And letting it like, stew. oh, all these ways for me to get vengeance. Well, you might actually do some of them, mm-hmm. right? Uh, slash their tires or, you know, like, you know, do yeah. whatever. some crazy thing that has occurred to you that you feel like they deserve. Yeah, I think that we can all... Yeah, I think, I think we can all relate to the, the times where we've had uh, internal debates about something with somebody that we disagree with. To the point of like it, it almost loses. It loses your peace. Like you get, right. you get angry, and not a just anger, but a unjust. Like it gets to the point where it becomes sinful because, uh, you know your your fists are gripping. You know, t- you know your knuckles are white. Right. You, you end up your your peace is lost so much that you're like, you get short with your wife or your children or you know something else, and it has nothing to do with them. So I mean, these are things that we all need to be aware of, and if you see these things in your life. You need to know that your anger is not, you know, we're, you're not dealing uh, with judgmental anger anymore, you know, and so deal with it. Work on it. Work on it. Get to confession and seek to become a better man. Uh, we're out of time on the radio. Go check us out on thecatholicmanship.com to continue this conversation. We're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass. And cheers to Jesus. Cheers. All right, so an, an interesting, another interesting thing is that there, Thomas answers a, a whole other question, like in a different part of the Summa. On the, question, the whole question is whether strife is a daughter of anger. And he doesn't bring it up in this, in this particular article. So it's its own, own question. And his answer is kind of like, Yes and no. Uh, 
he seems he seems to be calling strife. It seems to be synonymous with quarrels. So um, he says that strife is when you take action against someone, like um, you know whether it's actually a fist fight or uh, you know maybe you would you know a, a lawyer who who's debating another lawyer you know two business business competing businessmen one might take legal action against another, another one to prevent them from opening a new store you know what i mean it's like mm-hmm. that would be where you're physically taking action against another person um mm-hmm. out of out of anger um and so his answer to me was not very clear whether or not this is another daughter of lust i i finally decided no it isn't he's just talking about strife in a more specific way but it's really just quarrels uh, okay. So can you give an example uh, for those who, because I think men, uh, you know, a lot of men struggle with the vice of anger. Yeah. Like some red flags or some warnings of like, no, this is no longer just anger, but this is like you're, you're getting into this sinful realm. Like some like concrete, like maybe more concrete examples. Yeah, sure. So, um I think that if you're if your actions are being uh, if if your actions are taking place while you're angry, um, and if if you think back and it's like wow that's not exactly what I would have done if I was calm, okay? Because it's one thing to be angry, and it's another thing to act in anger. Mm-hmm. Um, like the 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 way I really had to learn this was with disciplining my children. I am not an angry guy. I'm a very like pretty calm mellow guy my temperament um it wasn't until i you know started parenting that i really started dealing with like because otherwise you know i'm just going about my life <laughs> like i'm an i'm a nice guy like people don't want to like like i'm just hanging out man if you're mad about it then that's your problem <laughs> well, yeah it's like i'm a nice guy like people aren't doing mean things to me uh it's like i just i would go a long time without even having a reason to be angry, you know, like everything seems pretty cool until, you know, you start having kids and then they start like disobeying or being crazy and screaming or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then finally, even, even if it's just like them being loud, like maybe I don't want things to be loud right now, you know, which I didn't have to deal with that before. Right. Right. So um, it wasn't until like children where I started having to actually confront some of some of these like just natural responses, like these natural anger, right? As a, mm-hmm. as a natural feeling. Um, and I think this is something every parent goes through where they learn when they're disciplining, you know, if you're going to spank your kids, like don't do it when you're mad. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, even for me, something like when... It, don't discipline your kids in general if you're mad. Right. Yeah, never do that. So like if I am going to give one of the kids a spanking, I'll walk, I'll, we'll go into a different room. Right, because yeah, never e- in public. Like, oh no, I mean just at the house. You right, know, if right. we're in the house, I, I don't do it in public. Right, because uh, well, first right. of all, it makes everybody uncomfortable. Right. right? Well, and you don't want to, and, <laughs> and the cops might show up. At well, your and house. the goal of, of that is not to humiliate the right. child. No, no, no. Child. Right. right, right. But I'm I'm saying like even when I had one kid, there's nobody else here. You know, right. um, but walking into the other room, it just gives you a second. It gives me a second to. You know, I'm not mad. I'm not like angry with, you know, it's like now I can just kind of calmly say, well, you broke the rule. 
these are the consequences, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and so now I'm disciplining rationally, not passionately. Um, that's a big, that, that's the big thing. That's it. Right. Because once again, I'm, I'm a man and if I'm spanking my kids in anger, um, I mean, it's like you might really regret, um, the way you spank them, mm-hmm. uh, later on. Um, whereas if I'm doing it reason out of reason, um, just a d- totally, it's a totally different me. Mm-hmm. It's a totally different dad. And I want them to have the dad who is loving, they firm, firm, and, uh, you know, reasonable. Mm-hmm. Um, not the tyrant, willful, passionate dad. Mm-hmm. So um, in my own life, when you're asking for like concrete examples, like those are, those are the things that come to mind um, because I'm just not an angry person in general, I have met, I known angry people in my life who, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, I, I, obviously they're walking around with, with they're, they're carrying a burden that I'm not carrying. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a, a real struggle for a lot of people, mm-hmm. um, for the, the, for the people who have that. And you have to, you just have to learn to deal with it. Uh, so what, what do you think the, uh, virtues should be to work on? Uh, the virtues to work on, I think, are, are temperance and patience, um, uh-huh. humility. It depends on what's making you mad. I think different people have different triggers, right? right. So anger, anger arise, arises from a displeasure. Mm-hmm. Um, and Thomas Aquinas says that the people who are giving in to the passion of anger are doing so because they ultimately arrive pleasure. They, they, um, they're receiving pleasure from the anger. Whether it's from a sense of vengeance, like, oh, I'm, you know, disordered vengeance, mm-hmm. where it's like, I'm getting retribution back on you, or, but um, ultimately that they're, they're receiving a displeasure from what is probably ordered. You know, it's like a, something, something made you mad. Probably it's right for you to be mad about it. Now, that mm-hmm. might not be the case. That might not be true in all cases, but probably the thing that made you mad, yeah, should have made you mad. Mm-hmm. Um, and you received displeasure from this injustice. Okay, the thing is that you now have seeked, um, you're now seeking pleasure in response in a disordered way mm-hmm. in order to, you know, like make up for it. Yeah. Um, and so, depends on what it is, what your trigger is. You know, um, for a lot of people, I think you know, alcohol probably has a huge huge makes a huge difference um on their passion of anger anger sure. yeah uh, and so if that's you, you i mean you just got to be honest with yourself about whether or not you can have alcohol in your life because mm-hmm. uh if the answer is no then that's that's the answer it's awesome to get to heaven and not have alcohol throughout the throughout your life right yeah it's heaven is way way better right and also just like uh being a good person for your children and for your for your wife mm-hmm for your brothers and sisters and parents and everybody. Yeah, I think also, I, I read somewhere, I can't remember where, uh, but I've read at one point in time, if you struggle with anger, a virtue to cultivate is meekness. Oh, yeah. So meekness is, you know, kind of like uh, strength under control. Mm-hmm. That's not the official definition, but that's kind of like the definition that I, I like because it's very easy for me to comprehend uh, it's very easy for me to put into practice and see, like, practically, like, what that looks like. Uh-huh. Um, and so uh, I think that 
if you do struggle with anger, asking for the virtue of meekness would be beneficial. Totally. Yeah. And because this is like this, uh, you know, strength under control. Yes, you could get mad enough to where you break something, you know, or you break the table or break, you know, break something because you're so angry. Yes, you have the, you have, you can will your uh, physical strength to break this. Mm-hmm. And you're capable of doing so. But is this, is this just acting out of passion? Is this a- acting irrationally? Yes, it, that, it's not uh, the appropriate response. And meekness pulls us back and says, like, no, this is, n- this is not what we're supposed to be doing. I, yes, I do have the strength to do so. But I have control of my strength to uh, operate it and, and move it uh, when, when it's ordered and, and right. One time, I had a toilet. That was leaking at the at the base, which is what it's all about. Well, that's what they say. Yeah, but I had to. I realized like the uh, wax ring had had failed. It's gonna mm. have to change it. I hate changing wax. toilets. I, I I will do it. I do it. I don't mind doing it. The wax ring though is pretty gross. Oh, the wax ring is terrible. <laughs> yeah, I, I've I've since switched to a foam. I only use foam like nice. these foam rings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I pulled this toilet off. It was a uh, my Champion Four toilet my favorite toilet I'm in the bathroom dealing with this ring and i had the toilet kind of like leaned up against the wall just to get it because the wax was on the bottom too and i hadn't mm-hmm. got to that and i didn't want to be getting that i didn't want to just set it on the ground and get more get of this right messiness poop, poop wax <laughs> on all over the tile okay so have it like kind of leaned over so that the wax uh. is not on the floor and i'm down there like not not cursing, you know, like doing it, but it's like kind of proverbial, proverbially, 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 you know what I mean. Anyway, I'm down there like wishing I was cursing, you know, like <laughs> about to lose your salvation over cleaning, this cleaning this, just like I hate doing this. And I uh, stand up and I kind of bump the toilet and it slot and it slides <laughs> and falls over. And the tank just cracks big time. And I was already so mad about the job I'm doing and like just having to do it at all. And I had this moment where I actually said, yes, do it. I was just one of, I was going to pick up the toilet and Hulk smash it on the ground just because it just broke. Right. And I actually went like, I think I even started making the noise about like, <laughs> I was just gonna smash this, and I'll tell you, it would have felt good. Oh, it would have until, until one of those shards of porcelain went right into you, cut your I artery. I would have liked and, it. And, I would have liked, and you had to go to the hospital for stitches. Right, but I was just gonna the in, in that moment, I was just gonna lift this toilet high over my head and just smash it, and I would have had to probably replace the tile. But I remember like saying, "Yes, do it," and then like. As I'm like wanting to do it, I said no, and I like, I just I remember this is like a very you know things happen in a like in a flash in mm-hmm. your mind, mm-hmm. and it was like a, it was very difficult, and I didn't want to not do it. I wanted to do it, but I remember not doing it and going like, <sighs> okay, <sighs> with like taking several deep breaths, and I, I remember thinking like, the Lord wouldn't want me to do that. <laughs> Jesus doesn't want me to smash this toilet right now. Satan wants me to smash this toilet. 
I want to smash this toilet. Jesus doesn't want me to. Okay. Fine, I won't smash the toilet. <laughs> anyway, long story short, I called the company. Actually, it's a short story long. You're right. I called the company, told them what I did, told them I broke the toilet. And they said, oh, we'll just send you a new one. We don't make that toilet anymore. Pick anyone out you want. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> really? So anyway, like I think back on that story as like, because really that moment was kind of a profound moment for me because once again, I'm not an angry person, but this was a real moment of like lash out anger that I overcame. And it was like, I remember thinking, no, Jesus doesn't want me to do this. And I want to do it. I want to do it. <laughs> Fine, Jesus, I won't do it. <laughs> But I need a beer. Yeah. <laughs> Not a good reason to drink a beer. No. Uh, but anyway, I got rewarded in the end <laughs> with a much better, a Champion Pro. And if you get on the internet and you look up the difference between a Champion 4 and a Champion Pro, Pro Champion 4, I don't know if we've ever made it as a man gear, would be like fantastic. I love Champion 4 toilets. For me, Champion 4 or bust. If I buy a toilet now, it's obviously going to be a Champion. I think you're the same way. You have a Champion 4 downstairs. I have uh, three. Okay, so you are. I, I mean, been, it's like once you use one, right? Obviously, it's the best toilet. Anyway, uh, Champion Pro though, it's a nice toilet. All right. Anyway, that's that's my anger story, uh, and anger in toilets. Okay, I think we need to be a, a little honest here and understand that the men, men who are angry, while a lot of these daughters like can be manifested uh, through, you know, anger. I think a lot of times the anger, uh, one of the biggest sins that come out of anger is lust. Hmm. Uh, I think that those two things are very intertwined because... Yeah. Lust, lust or um, even like gluttony. Yes. But I think... But, th- but those, two, those two vices, those two sins are so intimately connected. That's, right. That's why I think that. Uh, I think that a lot of times men who uh, get angry or are angry in general is a vice that they have to struggle with. Need to be aware that that there are triggers um, with either gluttony or or lust, mm-hmm. and and anger is is one of those. Uh, and because uh, anger can give you uh, pleasure. Right, and so if you act upon it unjustly, then that's a disordered pleasure. Like we talked about, that vice begets vice, and these pleasures build like build upon each other, and so you get angry, and then all of a sudden you realize, like, why am I, well, you know, why am I being lustful over? Like, I'm angry and I'm lustful, and now now I'm like uh, getting drunk, and it's it's you're just kind of like, yeah, what happened? <clears throat> what spiral of, of chaos that just happened here? Yeah. And you're like, I'm not this. This is not the man that I am. This yeah. is not the man that uh, uh, I look at in the mirror and say like, this is who who I. Uh, this is what makes me. Mm-hmm. But it's very easy to see how one triggers the other, and you fall into this spiral, this death spiral. Uh, and Aquinas talks about how even when you, you, even if you make a mortal sin, you know, commit a mortal sin. And then you build upon that other, like, and commit another mortal sin. That it's not like, oh, well, I, I just, you know, I've already made mortal sin, and now I get, you yeah. know, each one, each one is one you have to 
held be held accountable for. Right. It's not like oh oh one mortal sin session. Right. You know, and then uh, you you go back to confession and now you're back on track. It's like well no each mortal sin is its own thing. Mm-hmm. It, so I think that as we uh you know we talk about a lot the importance of uh, examination of conscience the importance of understanding like what are we doing where are our weaknesses what do we need what do we need to be praying for to to grow in virtue if you look back and you think about confession and you think about your last you know, four or five confessions what are the what are the three sins that you're confessing constantly in the last four or five okay now think about that sin and and think about the times that you committed that sin and think what led me to that what was the trigger that led me to doing that sin uh-huh. was it uh an, a, like a lashing out of unjust anger you know of of you know of uh being harsh to somebody that led me to something else mm-hmm. was it oh i was scrolling on my phone and it it led me to something that you know i was just looking at sports and then all of a sudden it led to something else or was it i was planning on just having one drink and it ended up being 10 you know what was it that led you to the sin? this is how we grow in the spiritual life right is understanding where our weaknesses are where we're fallen where we continue to fall and so that way we can avoid those near occasions of sin and we right, understand right. each other better we understand ourselves better uh <coughs> and and then we can ask, obviously go to confession because our Lord is uh, just waiting for in, in open arms to give you his mercy. He desires you to be with him. And so obviously go to confession immediately. But then through prayer, as you're talking to Jesus and you're just you're, you're talking to him about you know these, these, these sins that you're trying you, you want to get out of your life like no one wants to be an angry man no one wants to be a lustful man sure no one wants to be a gluttonous man as you're talking to jesus about these things and you realize okay yeah yeah jesus like i was not intending on drinking 10 times but i did a- ask him for the virtue to, to give you the virtue of of temperance mm-hmm. you know as your anger, ask him to give you the virtue of meekness. As you know, if you're lustful, ask you to give him the virtue, you know, the virtue of purity, so that uh, you know exactly what you're striving for. You know, the, these this prayer becomes the end goal, right? Like this is what I want to to do, and like there's a supernatural grace that is going to take place here because the Lord wants this for you anyway. Sure, yeah, and He desires you to ask Him for mm-hmm. it, uh, and so I think that. Anger is is such a, a gateway dr- drug, so to speak, for other sins, especially for men. Yeah, because it robs you of that rational thinking, Absolutely. you know, right off the bat. It, right. it's, it's sort of like, in, it's like an intoxication That's right. know, in, in many ways. I also think that it's helpful to, if, if anger is something that is chronic for you, it's a you know, habituated vice, um, think about the last several times you got angry. What was it that happened? And then think, why did I get angry? What was it that made me angry? It's like, okay, well, maybe, well, that person, you know, I didn't deserve to be treated that way. Okay, yeah, sure. But but why did you get so angry, right? Um, th- basically, try to think, what is it you're afraid of? What are you, what are you so worried about? What is it, what is it that, you're, that you fear that you feel like I have to defend myself in this way? It's like, yeah, you didn't deserve to be treated that way. 
All right. So what? Yeah, you know? and that's harder. I mean, that's uh, that's easy to be said. It's, but easy, it, it's no, easy to say, but um, but but now you're thinking about it just in retrospect and think about what is it that's making because right. very likely, I would say in almost a hundred percent of cases, if you're dealing with anger, there's something in you, there's something about you that needs to be healed. You need you need healing. Mm-hmm. The and the fantastic news is that Jesus, Jesus is a healer. He's a healer, right? right. Like, he's a physician, and um. We have a faith that's not it's not hollow, and I I, I think that um, those words can often come across as hollow. It's like, oh, Jesus wants to heal you, you know, as like, okay, whatever, you know, I've heard that before, right? And mm-hmm. uh, I still got problems, um, but I mean that seriously. That if if there's something that you need to be healed, Christ wants to do it, mm-hmm. okay, um, and it. Healing is possible, no matter what. Mm-hmm. You may have gone through the worst thing imaginable. Mm-hmm. Okay, Christ can heal all things, all yeah. wounds, um, and, and so um, just think about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, and like, there have been times in my own prayer life where I've realized I'm afraid of something, and and it was causing these kind of issues in my prayer life or in my life. And it wasn't until I finally just came out and thought about it. I didn't even realize that I was maybe avoiding certain topics in prayer, you know. Um, and then when I realized, like, oh, I know why I won't, I know why I don't pray about this is because, well, Jesus, I'm afraid that you're going to ask me to do do this. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm afraid of it. Just That's just the truth. And I remember, you know, just kind of bringing that honest prayer to him. And man, it was amazing. Just how how healing that was for me, and all of a sudden, it wasn't a, it wasn't an issue in my life anymore. Yeah, and I I think this is the beauty of adoration. I don't like if you're if you're listening to this right now, and you're thinking like, yeah, how do like I don't have this, uh, like I don't do this. Like, what what should I do? Like, I don't I don't ask Jesus for this. Uh, I, I I'm not sure how to like get an adoration hour if you can. Because sitting alone for one hour with our Lord and uh, just being with him and just being honest with him, these moments of honesty, like these moments of like, yeah, Jesus, I'm really worried you're going to ask me to do this. I, I don't want to pray for it because I don't want you to really ask me to do this. Yes, exactly. Uh, uh, you know, those, those moments come in silence. Those moments come in stillness. They come, uh, you know, when you give him the opportunity to talk to you, which happens in adoration. Um, and so, I, it happens other places too. Sure, but it, but adoration is uh, yeah, it's not exclusive. But I'm just yeah. saying, like, it, man, it, it is. It, if you want to, if you want to facilitate these these kinds of converse, uh, conversations, go to adoration, right? And so because I, you're there with, he's right there in front in, of you, literally in front of you. Um, and it's quiet, beautiful. You ever think about like what your guardian angel's doing in adoration? No, dude. I thought about that the other day. I was in adoration, and I was just. What did you decide? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> like, I have no idea. But I was just sitting there thinking, like, because uh, I was praying the guardian, my guardian angel prayer, and you know uh, what? It's it's a good question. What to say? Like, what do guardian angels even do? Okay, I know what they right, are. Right. 
Yeah, yeah. But but and, and it's not. Like, but if you're pure spirit, right? It's not like what saying, does like, doing look like right, for you? Right. You yeah, know? yeah. No, I agree. But I was just sitting there thinking, like, if he, you know, he's present in some way. Uh huh. He's in front of Jesus. Because when I think about my guardian angel, he's always embodied. You right. know, it's like, oh yeah, he's like a dude with wings over there. Right, right. right. And he's obviously shredded. You know, obviously, <laughs> obviously. Looking like Robert Redford or something right. like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have like a Father Mike Schmidt's guardian angel. <laughs> um, but uh, I was just thinking about that, like how rejoiceful my guardian angel has to be that I'm in adoration in front of Jesus face to face. Right. And it's like if your guardian angel is with you, and I'm putting that in like air, right, right. air quotes. Right, right. When you go to adoration... I think for me, my first reaction is that, oh, he must be like having some sort of adoration experience. But he's in heaven. He's got the beatific, he's got be- the beatific vision all the time. Right. Like adoration is cool. The beatific vision. Right. That's where it's at. Right. Okay. Right, right. Adoration. It's amazing. Right. But it's like, I don't know. Because your guardian angel, he's, he's ecstatic for you. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he, he I'm going to call him he, I don't think he's actually like experiencing anything more because he's, he's got everything. He's got the beatific vision 24 mm-hmm. seven. Yeah. When we baby, start ta- when you're talking about ad- like when you're talking about angels, he's, he's super pumped that you're there. Right. Right. He's making his job a, a lot, lot a lot easier. <laughs> oh, um, good. I can take a nap cause he's with Jesus. <laughs> uh, so anyway, <laughs> I just think that it, Do you think they take naps? I'll bet they don't. No. Of course they don't. Don't you wish they could? No. No, I guess not, because they have That's the beatific vision. Yeah. <laughs> um, Maybe you could nap and still have the beatific vision. I just think that it's important, like like my takeaway here tonight is understanding like what anger is and what can come from anger so that I know uh, what triggers certain things. And that, so that way I know yeah. what to ask for from our <laughs> Lord to become a, a, a holy man. The other side of this coin is when you reflect on your day and you think, this, and this, this side I think doesn't get a lot of attention because it's probably not nearly as, it's not something that is needed as much, but for some, some men it will be. Should I have been angry at a moment today and I wasn't? You know, uh, because that's also, this is also a problem. Mm-hmm. You know, this overly passive attitude, which I think, you know, the the secular world tries to promote in men more today. You know, the neutering, the neutering of our masculinity. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and how many, how many uh, huge worldwide calamities, you know, you think about some world wars. Mm-hmm. Um, if someone... If there was a man close to Hitler or Stalin who was man enough to stop him in the beginning, not I'm not saying like assassinate him, but uh, confront him before things got out of control. Sure. Um, I mean, think about how different the world world could be, right? Uh, as somebody who should have been there's there are men out there who who have the opposite problem, who don't get angry when you should be angry. So may, maybe think well, about that, that too. That's a wild example that could take us down a really long rabbit hole. But. I'm just saying, just like, 
I mean, you could have come up with a better one. Uh, obviously, I'm using extremes here in the example because they they prove the point well. Extremes prove the point. So, just think I'm of it. That's something else to think about. The other side of the coin. The good news is the Lord loves you. He wants to be with you. Uh, if you sin, He's given us the grace of of confession. Go to confession all the time, as, as much as you possibly can, and need to. <laughs>